Hello, Hovians. This is podcast number two, and I'm just going to quickly say hello, and I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, just me talking to you alone. There's no one else around, so hope you enjoy it. Now, entering the time vortex. Hello, Whovians! Uh, Zach here. Um, I realize I've failed to uh, introduce myself. The way it's going to work with these podcasts is uh, some of them are going to be group meetings, which is a podcast that is just a recorded group meeting of uh, Whovians talking, and then some of them is just me blabbing uh, about stuff that either... Wasn't gone, uh, didn't make it in the podcast meeting or uh, stuff that I just want to talk amongst myself with and have you hear it. So, with that said, I kind of want to talk about one thing that I talked about at the end of the last meeting that we had, and uh, I don't think it just went over very well, recording wise. So, I'm going to redo that. I'm going to shorten it. So the last thing we talked about was oh, two things. Is the time you want me, Doctor Who. Basically, time travel. And, you, I mean, you kind of have to understand, you know, with Doctor Who, there's tons of different time travels through cinematic history and sci-fi history and... uh one of the main types of, I guess, time travel paradox or time travel loop, if you will, is the closed loop or the casual loop. Um, hope I pronounced that right. And it kind of it's it's a loop in time travel to where things need to happen. You need to go back in time to say that person because you did it already. It needs to keep happening. And you see that a lot in Doctor Who. A lot. To where... And the whole point of a fixed point is just to keep people from trying to interfere. The minute you interfere, you create a paradox. You create a loop. To where now you have to go back in time and continue doing that. You always have to. It's part of the timeline now. And that's why there's points. That's why there's fixed points. There has to be rules written, and the Time Lords understood this, and so that's why fixed points can be rewritten, like River Song tried to do. But look what happened, and uh, now look what has to happen. The Doctor has to die. That's the way it was supposed to be. River screwed that up, <laughs> rewrote that. And uh, time kind of caught itself on another, another loop, if you will. Really, him dying was a loop. And the river kind of screws that loop over and makes a whole other loop. And, uh, and if, I, if I'm completely just screwing this up, please don't hesitate to nicely, you know, comment on our Tumblr. You, it's wrong, you know, whatever. I don't mind it as long as you do it nicely. I know I'm an expert. I don't look at myself as an expert. Just 
be nice about it. Nice, 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 nice. Um, but that was something I failed to mention at our meeting and uh, about time travel. Next, it's about uh, how to grow a TARDIS. And uh, I, honestly, I don't feel like I succeeded in really explaining how it works <laughs> with my fellow Whovians. Um So I'm going to try to keep it simple here. You have a UR universe, and that's the big bubble. And inside that bubble, you have all these other universes or bubbles, and that itself is called the multiverse. And then you go into one universe, and that's where your basic dimensions exist. Length, height, length, height, width, and time. And then you have your kind of your fifth dimension is not spoken of by other beings, only scientists and smart people. And that is the fifth dimension. Which is basically Okay, so what was I saying? Okay. <laughs> so inside a universe yeah, there are five dimensions, but most human beings are just are because primitive human beings are only going to accept your four dimensions, not believing in a fifth dimension, aka the time vortex, space time vortex, and so that's how that works. Okay, and that space time vortex travels through each universe, connecting them all, except the parallel universes, as we know, in Doctor Who. You, you cannot use the Vortex to uh, do that. Unless you have a working eye of harmony, which presently the Doctor doesn't have. With the, de the demise of the Time Lords. And so, basically, a TARDIS has grown outside the star system in a thing called a Hyperloom. And crazy... Mathematics is used to build the, I guess, soul, if you will, of the TARDIS, the metastructure of it, and also a capsule, which is somewhat will become the shell of the TARDIS. And then, after that's done, it's sent to the transcendental dimension dock yard. And but the capsule, I'm sorry, the capsule sent, sent there. Now, before I move on, the capsule is connected as a link between the capsule and the metastructure, the soul of the TARDIS, between those two. The iron harmony connects those two together. So that's how it works. That transcendental technology, that's how it works. That's how it's bigger on the inside. Then on the outside. That's how that works. That's how because they're linked that way. So if you step stepped into the TARDIS, you're no longer in that space where that TARDIS occupies. That you know, if you step, if you land on your yard, and some if TARDIS lands on your yard and you walk into the TARDIS, you're no longer on your yard. You're not long, you're not in the TARDIS on your yard. You're on the TARDIS inside the TARDIS, but you're somewhere off close to the Gallifreyan star system. And that's what makes the TARDIS a very uh, safe vehicle. And with that said, after it's sent there to the dockyards and 
the, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember as well at the same time. Let me look at my notes. Um, I'm sorry, this, this dockyards are called the Neutral Construction Dockyards. Dock. Docks, not dockyards. Docks. They're sent there, and that is where these things called gray, print, gray prints are sent by the Time Lord mathematicians, and those are contain this, you know, the sex of the TARDIS, the you know everything, the color, everything that you can possibly imagine. You know how big it is. You know everything. Those gray prints are basically like DNA are sent into the metastructure and creates and builds that TARDIS. The the TARDIS without the you know that that we know, you know, it's the real metastructure without the caps, without that shell, exoshell, it's the endo structure of the TARDIS. And that the that's created. And uh after that, then the time your time travel capsule is then sent to the dry dimension dockyard cradles on Gallifrey, where they're registered and uh, purchased by a lucky Time Lord. I mean, yeah, that, that that's pretty much it. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. That bore you out of your mind. Um, I I enjoy this. I don't feel as lonely. <laughs> um. But I do look forward uh, to the next text it's state. It's 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's 4 o'clock. I do look forward to the next text state who meeting, which is this Friday. And uh, right now I really don't have uh, what that is. That's uh, uh, 21st of September as our next meeting. Um... And of course, that will be everybody who shows up and will talk about Doctor Who. And again, that's what I also wanted to say. This is not going going to be solely Doctor Who based. Yes, the title is Text State Who, but obviously we're fans of everything sci-fi, comic book, nerdy. So as long as it falls under that, we're going to talk about it. Under that category, we are going to talk about it. And, uh, we, you know, one thing I'll be bringing up is Sherlock, um, since that's written by this Stephen Effing Moffat, um, so, uh, Moffat, I should say. Um, so, now with that said, I am leaving and here comes my dog. Bye! <laughs>